Welcome to E-M-A-N, Effectively Making a Noise. Today's story is titled, Moses' Call of God at the Burning Bush. Moses' Call of God at the Burning Bush. And it's coming from Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, through Exodus chapter 4, verse 31. And we will have a bonus today, and it's coming from Julie, age 12, following God. Moses was 40 years old when he left behind forever the court life of Egypt and went to live in the land of Midian, which is the country or part of Arabian desert. He remained in Midian for 40 years, caring for the flocks of Jethro, who became his father-in-law. These 40 years were years of preparation for Moses' future work. Living the life of a shepherd, he learned to know all about the wilderness, its roads, its resources, its climate, and the mode of life of the people who lived there. He had much time for study and reflection upon the truths of religion and the works of God. At the close of this period, Moses received a remarkable revelation from God. One day, as usual, Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock to the west side of the desert and came to Horeb called the mountain of God and suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of the middle of a bush and Moses looked behold the bush was burning but it was not consumed Moses was fascinated and said I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not burned when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to see God called him out of the bush and said Moses Moses and Moses said here am I then the Lord said do not draw near but take off your shoes for the place on which you are standing is holy which means it's set apart by God as special and wonderful ground and the Lord said I am the God of your father the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob and Moses hid his face in his arms for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told Moses that he had seen the affliction of his people in Egypt and that he knew their trials and sufferings. He promised Moses that he would deliver the Israelites out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them to a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the land inhabited by the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jezebites. The Lord said to Moses, Come, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? The Lord assured Moses, saying, I will go with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you when you have brought forth the people out of Egypt you shall serve God upon this mountain. But Moses was still doubtful and reluctant, meaning not willing. So he asked the Lord, When I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. The Lord also said to Moses, Tell this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. 
Then God instructed Moses to go and gather the elders of Israel together and tell them what the Lord had promised to do. Since Moses was still doubtful that the elders and the people would believe his word, God further assured him by showing signs and wonders. The Lord said to Moses, What do you have in your hand? Moses said, A rod. And the Lord said, Throw it on the ground. Moses did so, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord told Moses to take the serpent by the tail. And when he did so, it became a rod in his hand again. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now put your hand into your bosom. Moses did this, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, which means having a bad disease of sores and white scabs, and it was as white as snow. Then God said, Put your hand into your bosom again. Moses obeyed, and when he took it out, behold, it had become again like the rest of his flesh. God told Moses that, by these signs, the people would believe that the God of their fathers had appeared to Moses and commissioned him to lead them out of Egypt. But Moses had another excuse. He said, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent. I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to Moses, Who has created man's mouth? Who makes a man dumb or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go. And I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. But still Moses remonstrated, which means talked against, as saying, O oh my Lord, send, I pray you, someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And behold, he is coming forth to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. And you, will, and you shall speak to Aaron, and he shall be your spokesman to the people. He shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God. And you shall take this rod in your hand, for with it you shall perform signs. Then Moses went back to Jethro and asked permission to return to Egypt to visit his people. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. And the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go, return to Egypt, for all the men are dead who were trying to take your life. So Moses took his wife and his two sons and returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God into his very own hand. The Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So Aaron went and met his brother at Mount Horeb and kissed him. And Moses related to Aaron all that the Lord had said to him, and about all the signs to which the Lord had commanded him to perform. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron repeated all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses, and performed the signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, that he had seen their affliction, meaning pain, suffering, and trouble, they bowed their heads and worshipped the God of their fathers. And this is the end of the story, but we have a bonus section, which is from Julie, age 12, and it's on uh, Exodus chapter 4, and it comes from verse 11, and she titles this, Following God. 
When God asked Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, Moses tried to get out of it by using a lame excuse. Moses said he wasn't a good enough speaker to lead God's people. God basically told him that he knew that Moses, what Moses' mouth could do. After all, he was the one who created it. God gives us the abilities that we need to obey him, and he'll always be there to help us out when things get tough. I can't doesn't cut it with God. He makes sure nobody has an excuse not to follow him. God wants to use all of his children as witnesses for him. So even if I don't think I'm very good at talking with other people about my faith, God still wants me to give it a try. Obeying God might make me feel really uncomfortable sometimes, but I know it's what God wants from me. And again, this came from Julie, age 12. And I want to ask the question because the questions that I put on my uh, podcast, they only are seen by Spotify listeners. So if you're not on Spotify listening to the podcast, you won't see the question. So I'm going to start uh, telling my questions that they go along with this podcast so you can answer them and put them in the comment section or email them to me at emanradiochatter at gmail.com. The question I want to pose with this lesson today is why is it sometimes hard to talk with other people about God? Again, why is it sometimes hard to talk with other people about God? I would love to hear what your answer to that question is because I've had problems talking to people about God myself. But now I will holler, scream, say amen, thank you Jesus, hallelujah and not be afraid or ashamed. Yes, I was ashamed at one time even to pray in public, but now I'm not. So that's all stop making excuses as to why we can't share the goodness and the greatness of God and start making excuses as to why we can. Uh, Yeah, I got time. That's not an excuse. So we we need to, to do it on purpose. Do it on purpose and you will do it afraid and it will come out glorious. Thank y'all for listening. Peace.